good morning. How, oh. oh, right off the bat. Uh-oh. Okay, how's everybody doing this morning? Who's getting a call from God? <laughs> well, then I know it's true. Okay, is that work? That's working good, huh? All right, all right. I better not have messed my hair up. So how's everybody doing this morning? Good? Well, I just want you to know I am honored to be here. And, and I just thank the Lord that, um, that I got asked. That I, okay, this is going to bother me, I think. Use the mic. Oh, I got it. I got it. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, I just thank the Lord that, um, that, that Pastor and Dawn uh, asked me. So I thank you for that. And so I just wanted to, who knows, we've been talking about honor, right? We've been talking about one week was on how we honor God, which is everything to us. And, and then um, Miss Megan talked on honoring uh, yourself, which is important. And today I'm going to talk about honoring others. Amen. The others. See, I think the others are the hardest because See, the others you can't change. Only God can change them, right? But you can change yourself. But you have to honor the others the way they are until they let God do the work, right? Okay, so who in here wants to be a person that honors others the way God wants them to? Raise your hand. Everybody, right? Now, who in here wants to be honored the way God intended for you to be honored? Raise your hand, right? That's right, everybody. We want to be honored and we want to give honor. So I want you to look to your left. See that person beside you? Mm-hmm. If I, I said the ones on the end, just stay in the right direction. Look to the right. You see that person? Okay, guess who they are? They're the others. See, and God wants us to be able to honor others because he loves his people. And we are all the others. You will be someone else's other. Sooner or later, you will be the other they have to learn how to honor. Amen? Amen. Amen. So as we get started today, I have to first turn it on. And as we get started today, um, honor in its simplest definition is to guard with respect and value. So the Lord wants me, if I honor the way he says, he wants me to honor and, and to guard you with respect and value, right? And also for you to, to honor me and to guard me with respect and value, right? See, he created a people that he called good, and, and he instituted um, a design of honor that would have us honor one another, right? Regardless of our behaviors, he says we are to guard with respect and honor. That's God's kingdom, kingdom way. And uh, see, the thing is, your voice matters. If, um, if you're at your business and we want to be a church or a culture that takes the world's culture and turns it into the kingdom culture, then we got to watch what's coming out of our mouth, right? We got to line our honor up with what God says is honor, not just what our opinions and our feelings say, but what does God say? So that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to, um, we're going to look at honor in its simplest form and we're going to ask the Lord, to clearly show us who are we supposed to honor and how. Because just like in the garden, 
uh, Adam and Eve, what did the serpent try to say to her in a voice that dishonored God? He said, did he really say that? Right? Well, it's kind of just like that with honor. You know, there's some things that know he clearly says to honor. And that's what we want to, to um, get into today. What, what, whom, what position does God tell us to clearly honor? So can we pray? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that today that you're going to speak clearly to your people that, Lord, um, you want your, your people to be able to hear you clearly. And, Lord, that you're going to speak clearly on how to honor your way, what is right and what is wrong. So, Lord, I pray that you open our ears and our hearts and our minds to see it, Lord, that we would be able to let go of things that are, are not in the direct line of honoring the way you call us to, and we would be able to replace them with your principles of honor. Lord, let us see what's true, what's good, what's authentic, what's beautiful in your plan for honoring others. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so my favorite way to minister is uh, through sharing with you how God has taught me. And I believe you call that your testimony, right? So what I'm going to share with you today is kind of what God has taught me about other, honoring others and what that includes. So what God has taught me about honoring others is it's a lifelong process. Can anybody say amen to that? And, and what do I mean by it's a lifelong process? First, I just want to make sure you understand there are consequences for not honoring people God's way. And there are blessings for honoring people God's way. I think as a society and as a people, we don't understand the importance that honor plays in our life. But your life, it will reflect whether you honor people with a godly honor or whether you don't. It, 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 you'll be able to see the ones that do and the ones that don't. Um, so it's a lifelong process because um, guess what? Some of us, myself included, we have to take the road trip. We have to do it our way for we understand the right way and we do it God's way, right? So that takes a little process sometimes. And, and then, Lord willing, we will come back to the right track and we'll do it his way. And, and um, sometimes we go through life serving God and thinking it's okay that we hold a hatred for a people, for a group, for a person, for our mother, for our ex-husband, ex-wife, our father, all these people, we think it's okay, you know, that you go through life um, in, in the church holding that hate and that anger, and it's not. It's not. That is not God's anger. So, see, sometimes that can take a life. That can take a process, right? So it's a process. And um, sometimes he just simply takes his time with us and let us have time to be healed at those broken places so we can even contemplate on how to honor the ones we should honor, right? So honor is really important. And, and I wanted to, to put this up first because as we go through all the, the uh, people that God say to clearly honor, that I want you to ask yourself, where am I at in this process? Do I need to sacrifice something in my life to honor this person or this position? Um, am I obeying Am I obeying what God's telling me to honor in, or, or this position or person? Have I chose? Because just like Adam and Eve, 
God told them, do not eat of the apple, but they had to choose for themselves, didn't they? See, even though God clearly told them, it will be your choice to do what he said, he still lets us have a choice. And it's personal. And what do I mean by that? Um, sometimes instead of honoring, we have our, our little weapons, our little, uh, our little ways that um, if we decide that we're mad at somebody or we don't want to honor them in our families, well, then we just won't speak to them for years. Maybe your family uses that weapon or, or maybe we will dishonor or, or maybe we will um, lie. Maybe we will um, be angry. Maybe we will divorce. Maybe we will use a substance or drink alcohol. Maybe we will justify whatever it is that... Um, that we replace instead of honor. Our way of running away from honor and what God might be showing us to honor. And these are cycles and patterns that, that he will come after. So it's personal. You're going to have to give up something personal that you use all the time to honor God's way. Now, I got a, a little ahead of myself because I didn't really um, tell you the definition. I went to it without telling the definition. So I did for the lifelong process. We're always going to be learning and we're at different stages in life. But to sacrifice means this. Everybody in here has a, a way that we think honor is. We honor according to our feelings and according to our, our thoughts, right, and what we believe, our opinions. And when you honor people God's way, you're going to have to sacrifice your version of honor for his true version of honor, right? See, it can't just be an honor you made up out of your opinions or, or out of your own feelings. It has to be what God says is honor. And obedience, um, there's only one perfect person that God tells us to honor. To honor, Who is that? That's right. See, that's the only one. Everybody else that we talk about today that he tells us to honor, it will require an act of obedience. It's not based on if they're worthy, if they're perfect, if they have a great personality, um, or, if, or their behavior. It's based on an act of obedience. And just as we said, it'll always be our choice. Once God clearly tells us something, we get to choose. Will I obey? Will I honor God now with my honor? And then it'll be personal, just the way we talked about it. You're going to have to let go of some bad um, cycles and behavior processes that maybe you've used all your life. I just won't talk to them anymore. They disagreed with me. And still may, maybe honoring that they had a legit, truthful opinion and thought process to bring to you so you know we have to to make it personal so I want you to keep all these things in mind as you ask yourselves um, about who God says to clearly honor I want to start with um, our parents because I believe this is the foundation of where we learn to honor can everybody say amen to this Okay, so um, Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now you know why your mothers wanted you in here. No. <laughs> Honor your father and mother, and this will be the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So see, our honor, how we honor, begins with our parents as a child. So... This is a really, really, really um, a sensitive spot to me because when we read this, don't that sound so nice? 
It's just simple, isn't it? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. How easy is that, right? If you had great parents, right? If you had good parents, if you had halfway good parents, if you had okay parents, if you had parents that just wasn't bad, but what if you had parents that were abusive? or parents that hurt you, or parents that, that didn't care about you. What, what then? How do you honor this then? So I, I want to tell you today that I believe the devil is a liar, right? And that he attacks our honoring process right here as a child. And that's why he comes against so many um, parent-child relationships. That's why so much trauma, I believe, will happen because he knows if he can get you as a child not to honor your parents according to God, well, then guess what? You won't order, honor anybody or anything according to God. Amen? So today, when I first got here, we went into the library to pray, Don and I, and three of the young kids were there, and Abby was one of them. And um, you know what? She blessed me so much because they came up to pray for me, right? And uh, Dawn told him we'll pray, and Abby said, well, I'll try. And she said the sweetest, simplest prayer that I knew without a shadow of a doubt was confirmation for this word. And what she prayed is, Lord, help the children to listen when, when I talk today. And I knew then, because see, she thought I was going to teach Sunday school, and about right then I was wishing I was teaching Sunday school too, <laughs> right? So, um, so... I knew then it was from the Lord because when I woke up this morning, I realized that's it. The devil don't play fair. And the reason that we don't honor the way God wants us to honor is because most of us have been ripped off right here in the core principle of honoring our parents. And it came with trauma. Because, um, and today, that's who I want to speak to real quick. The ones who have had trauma and, and, and have had um, a tearing away of the honor that they were supposed to have for their parents and their parents for them. Because, see, here's a little bit of my story. Um, my dad died when I was 10. Uh, at 11, my mother gave up legal guardianship of me. I went to live with my brothers and sisters, and my mother stayed living with the man that, that she stayed living with to the day she died. Um, things that you might not know about me. I don't have one baby picture, not one baby picture of me as a baby. I don't remember one birthday party. I don't remember one. And after I left home, I don't remember my mother ever calling me to wish me happy birthday. So who knows in here that when you leave home at that early of an age, you grow up really fast. And when a young girl or a young boy has to grow up really fast, a lot of bad things can happen to them. Amen? And a lot of bad things happen to me. Now, that's not the part of my share testimony I'm going to share today. But a lot of bad things did happen to me, and I held my mother directly responsible. I can remember I would lay in bed at night, and I would think, does she not even care where I'm sleeping? Does she not even care that I have anything to eat, that I'm taking care of, that I don't have, that I'm well, that I'm safe? Does she not care about me at all? 
And that's when I decided, well, guess what? I don't care about her either. She don't care about me, and I don't care about her. And it went on like that for a long time. I wouldn't even speak to her for months and years unless I called her. And who knows in here but God, right? So you can see out of the value of just learning to honor your parents and how important that is, that when I came to the Lord, the first thing that God addressed with me was my relationship with my mother, right? And he started speaking to me about that. So I want to give you just a few things. If you're like me and you were, you're in here and you never really learned to honor your parents, if, if you've never all your life, you could have went your whole life and not truly honored your parents the way God called you to because of trauma, because of things. And, and trust me when I say, I know there's people in this room that have had greater and worse experience between them and their parents than I have. But I just want to share a few things with you that helped me be able to honor my parents, okay? Well, when I first come to the Lord, I was taught, the very first thing you have to have is willingness. You have to be willing. And if you're not willing, you have to be willing like this. You have to be willing to say, Lord, I'm willing for you to make me willing to forgive her. And sometimes that's all we need. That's it. And it'll start unlocking something, right? We just have to say, Lord, will you make me willing to be willing to forgive? So that was the first step. I had to forgive her. I had to forgive her. And I had to start praying for her. It's hard to be mad at somebody when you really pray for them. And I had to start praying for her. And you know what else I had to do? I had to let go of all the expectations. Because through the years, I had expectations of what I thought she ought to be doing for me and what she should do and that she should be the one calling me and, and asking me to forgive her, right? And um, so I had expectations because she wasn't the mother I wanted her to be. And guess what? After we reconciled, she still wasn't the mother I'd hoped for, but I had learned not to have those expectations. When we want to reconcile back like that and be able to honor somebody, we have to lift all expectations off of it. We have to accept them for who they are. We might not always like it. We can talk to God about it. We can tell God, Lord, you know that's not right. We can talk to God, but, but that's where we have to take it, right? We have to quit expecting them to change until they're ready. And um, we have to stop speaking. The Lord told me, stop speaking bad about her. If you want to speak bad about her, you speak to me. One of the greatest compliments I ever had is after I gave my testimony, she told me, I would have never known that. I've never heard you say one bad thing about your mom. And that blessed me because, see, God had, had restored my honor for her. And when he restored my honor for her, I was able to honor everything else. But until that was restored, I couldn't. So I want you to hear how important it is that, that you, you take care of anything that has caused you to stop honoring your parents. It is a, a tricky little scheme from the enemy to cause you to get out of alignment with God's order for all his people. So some of you, if you've had really bad experience with your parents, you might have to set up boundaries and you might have to honor from afar. And that's okay. That's acceptable to God. You might have to honor your parents from afar, but just start to honor them. And, you know, you, you might have to learn how to break cycles off of them so they won't jump onto you, right? And you'll have to go through that process. See, my mother, she had a, was codependent. So because she was codependent, so codependent, 
and never uh, seek the Lord to break that, that her main thing was a husband, not a child, see? So she wasn't able to see what she was neglecting out of her codependency. So I just pray this morning that you understand that unless you get this right, that your value in every other area will be just a little off kilter. Just a little off kilter. Amen? But I want you to know that when I started um, submitting to the Lord on honoring my mother again, that he was faithful. And my mother and I did reconcile. And for the last 20 years of her life, you know, we had a relationship. But I want you to know that when I submitted to God, to forgive my mother and to have him restore honor for her was when chains that had me bound up started falling off. Amen? That's when I became free. That's when God started freeing me of a lot of things. So that's why I'm taking a long time with this one. It's because I want you to understand, as long as you can't honor your parents, you can't be free to honor anyone. So do children that uh, have had abusive parents have to honor their, honor their parents? The answer is yes, you do. Now, you might have to do it from a distance. You might have to do it just with telling the Lord that I won't talk bad about them. I'll honor them that way. Whatever way you have to do it is okay, but just do it. Amen? And just watch what God starts doing with the rest of your life. So that is the first... Um, thing that I want to tell you, it is clear that God says to honor, and that is your parents, and that the devil uses um, us at a young age to try to jerk us out of the principle of honor. Now, the second one or that God is clear about honoring is your spouse. And in 1 Peter 3, 7, it says, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. And Ephesians 5.22 says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Um, I just want to share something with you that I heard, and it just it changed my world. It really did. Um, and that is, marriage was meant to bring hope into the world. Has anybody ever heard that? Your marriage was meant to show the world hope and, and hope that um, there could be a committed, um, loving, kind, faithful, covenant relationship between two people. See, marriage was meant, it, it's like a shadow or a type of Jesus and the church. That's why Jesus refers to himself as the bridegroom. And he refers to the church as the bride. So see, our marriages, and young people, I hope you, you hear this, that your marriage will be intended to give the world hope, the hope of how much Jesus loves us. That's what your marriage is meant to show, how much Jesus loves us. Now see, I grew up and been through most of my life where I had ever heard it put that way. And I am sorry to say that I have been married three times. I did not want to say that this morning, but I believe in the power of your testimony. And I want somebody to hear today that it doesn't, doesn't matter if you've been divorced. It doesn't matter. God can restore you back to an honorable marriage, amen, or to an honorable life. But if you do get married again, 
and you can do it God's way when you, when you, oh, you can do it God's way. Amen. So what I want to say about that is when I got married the first time, I had no understanding of what it meant before the Lord. I really didn't. And when I got married the second time, I didn't want any understanding of what it meant because I was still so, so hurt, right? So I never even seeked any understanding. But after that divorce, there was a process where I drew close to the Lord and I gained some understanding. And in that time period is when um, I forgave my mom. And God started working on me. He started showing me about honor. And, and then I met my husband. And then I realized I had heard, oh, this is supposed to, to bring hope into the world. And I realized, and, and I got married to a wonderful man. His name is Michael. And June the 14th, we'll, June the 10th, we'll be married 14 years. You know, 14 years. I want to tell you, it is the longest relationship I've ever had in my life. It is the only godly relationship with a man I have ever had. It's the only time that I did it God's way. And guess what? Is is number three the magic charm? No, that is not what I want you to take away today. No, it's not. I'm not telling you that. But I am telling you, that what, what, what worked was when I did it God's way, when I learned what it meant to honor a husband. And one thing that my husband and I did when we got married is uh, we got married under a sukkah. And in um, the Jewish tradition, that means the covering of God. So when we got married, we stood on an altar under a covering of God, and we told the Lord that we would be faithful to each other. Now... Did I deserve that? No, no, not by my actions and things I've done. But see, when we honor God, he'll restore honor to us. Amen. So every time something like that happens with, um, or every time something happens with me and my husband, instantly that image will come back to me. Our marriage is covered by the covering of God. I am responsible for my marriage, not only to my husband, but to my Lord. See, I have a different understanding this time. Praise God. See, I don't really, um, according to my life and the failures I had, should I even be standing here talking to you? But not really. But there again, God honors the ones who honor him. And it's never too late to start honoring God. And it's never too late to see the blessing in your life when you honor God, people God's way. Amen. So I just want to encourage you. You can have an honorable marriage. Maybe you've been married a long time and, and you've got a little lazy in your honor for each other. Well, crank that back up. Amen. Because um, we were meant to have honorable marriages and we can have honorable marriages. And if you've been divorced, your future can include an honorable marriage. So I just want to encourage you with that. It is never too late. But God is clear. One thing we're supposed to honor is our husbands or our wives. Rest assured on that. And without it, you will not have the marriage you were intended to have. Amen? Okay. Ooh, now we're going to talk about governmental officials. Ooh, it's going to get quiet in here now. It's going to get quiet in here now. 
But this is what the Lord says about governmental officials. He says in Romans 13, 1 through 2, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Now, I just want everybody to look with me for a minute. Who is subject to the governing authorities? Everyone, everyone. Okay, um, who appoints the governing authorities? God, that's right. And when we resist the governing, gover, uh, governmental authorities that God has placed in office, who are we really resisting? God, do you see? Okay, so now, who is our top governmental authority the president of the united states of america right that is who god has appointed and put into office and he sits in the seat of the united states of america as the most honored governmental official and god plainly says here that that we're supposed to be subject to him and we're supposed to honor him because he is appointed by god for our good. Amen. So I heard this and I thought this is the greatest way to say it. Um, as you're asking yourself, where are you in this, in this honor that God asks us to have for others? What process are you in it? What, is there a sacrifice you're going to have to make? Are you at, are you choosing to be obedient to, to this? You know, and is it personal? Do you got to let go of something to do it? But I heard this. Now, everybody here might not agree with President Trump, the President of the United States of America. But if you don't agree with him, if you don't honor the person, can you at least honor the position? Do you understand? So if you cannot honor the person, as a believer, you are called to honor the position. And that we can't, we have to honor. We have to honor the position. And, and what that means is, here's what you get to do. If you don't agree with what he says, you don't like what he does, you get to go to God. You get to tell God. You get to speak to God about it. You get to tell him, well, I don't understand this. I don't like this. Um, you know, help me understand this. You get to pray that maybe he will do things different. You get to vote. You get to uh, write um, letters to whom it may concern, telling them of your concerns. But here's what you don't get to do to the highest governing uh, official in America. You don't get to dishonor them. Amen? And, and if you do, it'll be evident in your life too because God says as you do that, you will resist him personally. So you don't always have to choose to honor the person but you always have to choose to honor the position. And who knows that when something touches the head, it trickles to the body. That's a kingdom principle. Do you know that principle? If you know that principle, good. So see, when we dishonor the president of the United States of America, what does that tell everybody else in, in, in the body, in the nation? That it's okay to dishonor everybody, right? So we have to really be careful with our words when we speak on this matter, because 
See, we can't come just from our feelings, our emotions. Our honor has to come from what does God say to honor. And it's clear right here. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. Now, I would like to just um, say a little bit about something I honor about him. Because who knows John Ponder? Has anybody ever heard that name, John Ponder? Okay, if you have, raise your hands because I want people to know it's not just me that knows John Ponder. Okay, well, John Ponder lives here in Las Vegas. John Ponder, Ponder was incarcerated in prison. And while he was in prison, um, he read a Christian book. He came to accept the Lord. And when he got out of prison... All he wanted to do was to help men like him transition back into the world from prison. So while he was in prison, the arresting officer came to him and told him, John, you know, I I really believe the Lord has showed me that um, you are going to do great things for him when you get out of here. Now, I might have that wrong, but that was the arresting officer. But when John Ponder got out of prison, he started a ministry called Hope. For prisoners, for men coming out of prison to be rehabilitated back into the world. And who knows, that does more for society than you can imagine. Amen? That does more for honor than you can imagine. Because one thing John Ponder does is he teaches these men how to honor from their parents up. And what I want to honor about our president is on Friday, he took the time to go first John Ponder has been prophesied over he would go to the White House and that he would partner with the White House on bringing hope for prisoners that that the importance of this would reach that big of a scale and that has happened John Ponder has been in the Oval Garden standing beside President Trump with the arresting officer that arrested him right there and God's name has been being lifted up over this and and a lot of help has come to minister to these men but on Friday The Lord was there for this graduation because see in John Ponder's thing, you have to to graduate. And when you graduate, then you're ready to go out into the world and to start all over. So there was John Ponder, the person receiving the diploma and President Trump telling these men, hey, use your second choice wisely. You know, make the most of what you've been given. We believe in you. Now, I find that honorable. Amen. And that happened right here in Las Vegas, Nevada. So again, government officials, you don't always have to agree with them, but you have to respect the the um, position God has given them. You have to respect the office. And see, when we get out of whack with that honor, we'll get out of whack with all the honor, right? Amen. Can I get amen? I want to tell you, this is a quiet crowd. That morning crowd was loud. So, um... Which brings us to number four, uh, that God is clear about, and that is the police and military. So I want you to understand, see, if if we dishonor uh, the president in other offices, God, God convicted me too, because that don't just mean the ones in office that you agree with, that means every one of them. So I had to do some repenting this week, too, about some things I said about somebody that God appointed and put in office. So see, not only does it mean that, but we're to honor and respect the police and the military. Amen? Uh, Romans 13, 1 through 7 says, um, after verse 3, it starts really breaking it down. 
Um, do what is good and you will have praise for the same for he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also because of a conscience for because of this, you, you also pay taxes for they are God's ministers. See, that's what Police officers and people in the military and the firemen and all the people that have been given authority. That's what they are. They're God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Customs to whom customs are. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. And um, have you ever... Did you ever think that we would live in a season where we would turn on the TV and we would see people come up to police officers and throw water on them or throw food on them? Now, I want to tell you, not all police officers might be good. There, there, there are probably some that, that don't hold that honor or badge the way they should. And I'm not negating that, but I believe with all my heart that that is a rarity and not the norm. And that all police officers should not be disrespected because of one bad person. Just like all, all preachers shouldn't be disrespected just because of one bad, right? Or all people, nobody should be disrespected just because they came or they work or they live where there might have been somebody that did it wrong. Because, see, we all have to make those choices. But, but again, I just find it so... Um, horrifying that we would live in in a day and age where we would have that little of a respect for a police officer that they would have to worry about getting shot that people do you remember when um well I don't I was I was really young y'all but when like let's just look at when JFK got shot it was tragic right it spread across the world nobody could imagine that somebody got shot especially a president right it was unheard of. It was devastating. But look at today. Now it's just like um, three police officers got shot and killed in Texas. Um, two police officers got shot and killed in Florida. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? Where is the honor? And believe me, I really do believe it starts with the head, and I really do believe it starts all the way with your parents. But we have got to change that with what, how we honor Look at our military. If somebody's willing to go and, and to serve to protect my way of life, I should honor them. Amen? I should honor the military. If we, thank you. If we have police officers or military in here, or we want to honor you because I honor them. Because who knows, freedom isn't free. Somebody has paid a price for our freedom. For us to even come together today. So how can you honor them? When you see them, say thank you. Offer to pay for their meal. Tell them you appreciate them. And that you're so glad. Could you imagine a world with no police officers? It'd be chaos. So that's clear. The Lord is clear. Honor police and military. And again, just like with the president. If you can't do that, do what? Keep your mouth shut. Amen? If you can't honor, keep your mouth shut. Don't, dis, don't dishonor God with what comes out it. Amen? 
Okay, God calls us to clearly honor our church leaders. Amen? See, we're called to honor our church leaders. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 13 says, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholeheartedly love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. We're to honor our church leaders and to make it easy for them to shepherd the flock. We should honor Pastor Richie because if you've joined this church, church you've said you agree with what he believes in and if you agree with what he believes in then you should honor the direction God is showing him amen now I want to tell you we have a gracious and merciful pastor and did we just say that all our leaders could use a little bit more kindness well I want to tell each and every one of you we have one that has plenty we have plenty, he has plenty of kindness. Um, we have a leader that the number one thing he wants to honor is grace and mercy. So let's be grateful for that. You know, let's honor him. Let's honor his wife. See, when part of honoring a leader, a pastor, you honor who they're married to. Who in here, if somebody talked about your wife, you wouldn't be upset. Would it dishonor you for somebody to talk about your wife? Well, you better bet it dishonors him if we talk about his. Don't do that. No, that's our pastor, and that's the pastor's wife. And you know what? She has that heart of kindness and grace and mercy just like him. Don't criticize our pastor. If you got something to say, then you take it to him. But you don't go to lunch and tell it to Susie and John so Susie and John can tell it to Fred and Wilma or whoever they might tell it to. No, we're not going to just keep going with that. No, no. Because, see, we're called to... First, Pastor Richie will honor God, and we're called to follow him as he follows Christ. Make his job easier. Does everybody in here, do do you want good things? Amen, right? Does everybody in here want to live in a decent house? Amen. Does everybody in here want to drive a decent car? Does everybody in here want to send their kids to great colleges and great schools? Yeah, you do, don't you? You want what's best. Does everybody in here want to go on nice vacations? Yeah. Well, guess what? So does he and his family. Amen. So don't talk about him. Don't talk about his salary. Don't talk about his possessions. Don't talk about things he's got. The ministers of the Lord, the pastors, they should be honored. And if you want it, shouldn't he want it? So let's make, let's make it, um, let's purpose in our heart that we're going to honor our pastor. Amen. We're going to honor his family. We're going to honor his wife. And I thank the Lord for him. Amen. That's right. And, and that is something that God is clear about. Honor your church leaders. And he's clear about this. Honor your bosses. Right? I had to repent about that one too. Hmm? Yes. Because I was very... Very vocal on something I had no business to be vocal about. And I had to repent. And I had to change my mind. I had to come back in agreement with God. But First Peter 2.18 says, Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and the gentle, but also to the unjust. Don't make it hard on your bosses. And if they're hard, then we're, you take it to God, right? There again, we don't use our mouths to dishonor. We take it to the Lord. 
and we take it to them. But I just wanted to add a little scripture here because I love this one, and it was a good place to put it in. And it's Proverbs 23, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3. I want everybody for your homework to memorize this one, okay? Proverbs 20, verse 3. It says, avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Only fools insist on quarreling. Now, I want you to let that sink in. See, avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Because only fools, only fools, that's what it says, insist on quarreling. So if you catch yourself wanting to quarrel or challenge or go there with people, I'm just saying you might want to check yourself. Amen? Okay, it's clear. God makes it clear to honor the elderly. Amen? Leviticus 19.32 says, that's right, that's right. Leviticus 19.32 says, stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the aged. Fear your God. I am the Lord. See, if you see an elderly person coming, why don't you be the one to run and open the door? If you see they're carrying stuff and they need help, go help them. If, if they're trying to talk to you and they need a little time for you to listen, if, if they just need somebody to listen, be the, ones that, be the one that listens, right? Be the one that, that shows them kindness. It'll bless you because, look, I got, I got news for you. One day you're going to be the elderly. Yeah, I got news for you. One day you're going to be the elderly. And you're going to want to talk and you're going to want to tell somebody something. And you're like, oh, wow, you will appreciate so much when someone would take the time to listen to you. Okay? So everybody, show respect to the elderly. My mother lived way out in the country. And, and I used to worry about her. And I used to say, Lord, I am going to respect all the elderly around me. When they need help, I'm going to help them. When they need to, someone to listen, I'm going to listen. When they need somebody to, to pray for them, I'm going to pray for them. Whatever it needs, if I can help them financially, physically, whatever. And Lord, I know that as I honor people, you will make sure my mother gets that from someone. You will send someone to do it for her. And I want to tell you, he is always faithful. So even as you're honoring someone um, older than you, guess what? You're just allowing God to start operating when your loved ones that are older need it. Someone's going to be there. I believe that with all my heart. Can you say amen? amen. So the God is clear about honor the elderly. And, and then all the children can say yes and amen because God is clear about honoring your children. Right? You do your children um, uh, injustice if you don't honor them. If you don't honor them and you honor them by teaching them, parenting will be the biggest thing you're ever called to do on this earth. You will be called to teach them God's ways of honoring, to show them God. You will be the example of God to them. So honor them. Teach them the right way. It says in Ephesians 6, 4, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. If you don't teach them, the world is going to teach them. And it's not going to be the godly way. So honor your children by teaching them what is right. Amen. And I just want to share a quick little story. My father, he died when I was 10, like I told you. But one thing that always stayed with me is after he had passed away, whenever I'd be in Alabama, I would run into someone that knew him. His name was Thomas. He would say, um, 
Your, your father, Thomas, I'll say this about him. He never had any, not one bad word to say about anybody. Everybody would say that. Your dad never had one bad word to say about anybody. And do you know whether um, my father realized it or not, that that built a desire to honor people in me? That that built a desire to be somebody that could be honored just because of what I was hearing my father did and his behavior. And parents, that's how important what you teach your children will be. They will remember it all the days of their life. So so the Lord's clear. Honor, Honor your children. Amen. Honor them by teaching them. Honor. Honor them by loving them. Honor them by listening and hearing them. Honor them. They're humans. And they're going to lead the world. And they're going to raise their own children. Make sure on your watch the honor's passed right. And the last thing I want to talk about, about uh, that God says to uh, clearly honor, is people. Isn't that something? Romans 12.10 says, Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. What if we really did that? What if we took delight in honoring each other? I want to tell you, I took delight in telling you what your sweet little daughter did. It delighted me that she took my hand and she prayed for me. See, what if we were people like that? Like uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 6 really says that when one member of the body is honored, everybody rejoices. See? God implemented a system for his people that we're to be honored, not just because of what we do to deserve it, but because he created us. And, and we're, we're to be honored and loved. Now, when you honor in the correct fashion, it will be easier for people to, to give you honor back. But he calls us to just honor his people because he created them. It says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Isn't that beautiful? So now today, you might be here thinking, well, maybe my honor is lacking a little bit. Because, see, we're here today to get an understanding, a clear understanding of how to honor people God's ways. Not out of our own opinions and our own thought process. But how does God say to truly honor others as he would like? So I got good news. It's simple as this. If you feel like you're not showing honor, whether it be to a parent, to a spouse, to a boss, to the president, to any government official, to the military, to the police, to the pastors, to our elderly, to to any person, all you have to do is repent. Amen? That's what Acts 3.19 says. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. All you got to do is repent and, and ask the Lord to, to help you honor his way. First John 5, 14 through 15 says that when you call on him and you ask anything according to his will, he's going to hear you. If you truly ask him today, help me to honor this, this person or this position, he will do it. But there again, it will have to be your choice and it'll have to get real personal. It'll have to be part of your individual process. But he will. He will, add, he will help you. And then guess what? We need to meditate on his scriptures pertaining to honor. If your honor is, is not godly honor, then go on the Bible app. Get these scriptures about who God says clearly to honor and start meditating on them. 
until you can receive it. Psalms 119.15 says, I will study your commandments and I will reflect your ways. See, we want, we want to be a people. That's the only way we'll change the world's culture to the kingdom culture if we be a person who meditates on his word and what he says to do and do it how he says to do it. Amen? That's the only way. So now, I want to just... Who in here has ever seen The Help? A show called The Help. Yeah. Okay, so it has one of my favorite, favorite lines in it. And um, because... It, it's a time about, it was real racial tensions going on. And there was a, a scene between a daughter and a mother. And the daughter was, she was not going to see this racial indifference take place on her. In, in, in her time, she was going to stand up and she was going to speak against it. And she did. And when she did, um, her mother said back to her, um, sometimes courage can skip a generation, but God brought courage back to our family with you. And and I love that because, see, that's what can happen here today. Sometimes we could put honor in there. See, honor can skip a generation. Maybe your parents didn't honor you the way you were, they were supposed to. But guess what? You can bring honor back to your family by honoring God today, by coming in agreement with him, right? You can be the one that brings honor back to your family. And that's how I always viewed myself. God must have thought I was real special because I got to be the one that helped restore honor back to my family. Now, I want to tell you, it's a good feeling when you're right with the Lord. So, kingdom culture honors others God's way. Be a vessel of honor. There again, it will be your decision. 2 Timothy 2, 20, 21 through 20 says, But in a great house, you're sitting in a great house today. There are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, repents, changes his mind, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. You were created to be a vessel of honor. Amen? So what I would like to do is I would like for the um, sound booth to dim the lights for us. And I would like um, Pete to come up. And, and I'm going to pray. And I'd like the prayer team to come up. If you're on the prayer team, go ahead and come up. And, and I'm going to pray because, see, today I feel like um, the Lord has shown us clearly how to honor with his honor. But it's up to us to readjust and to ask ourselves, are we honoring that way? Did my honor um, get out of alignment at a young age? Do I, do I need to ask the Lord to show me how to honor my parents, honor, honor my spouse, honor my boss, honor the president, honor? Where do I need my honor ad adjusted? This is what I feel like God said why I had him dim the lights. It's because back in um, Old Testament time, they had prayer shawls. And they would take their prayer shawl and they would pull it over their head. And because they lived in small spaces and they were a lot of people. But when they pulled that prayer shawl over their head, it blocked out everything but them and God. And I felt like that, that's what God wanted you to know. That as the lights were dimmed, it was a prayer shawl he was placing over your head. Because now the only decisions that have to be made is between you and God. 
you are the only one that knows is your honor pleasing to God. But if you need to ask him, if you need to repent, if you need to ask him for help, then now's the time. Walk out of here today being able to honor people with the honor God would have you do. Do it with, right? Amen. So I'm going to pray. And after I pray, if you want to come up and have prayer individually, please do that. Partner with somebody on what God is showing you, clearly showing you. And then you're dismissed, okay? Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you want to be intimate with your people. I thank you, Lord, that that you just want it to be you and me now. As if everybody that was sitting in this audience, that they would say that now, just as they just visualize a prayer shawl going over their head, that it's just about you and them now. So, Lord, I just ask, Lord, would you start to move in our hearts um, clearly about how we are supposed to honor to honor you and Lord I just pray today that if there's anyone here that needs to go all the way back to how they honor their parents to get this right that you would give them the strength to do it today Lord that you would give them the strength to adjust Lord I pray that um, we would be able to, to surrender to you what you want surrendered and we'd be able to pick up what you want us to pick up and that we would be a people that, that would be able to be said about Oh, they honor what God honors, that they represent the honor of God. So, Lord, have your way today with your people. In Jesus' name, amen.